0: Call in with your questions to real estate expert Mimi Shoneman with Remax Results.
2: I'm going to go out and buy a house.
0: Here she is, your host, Mimi Shoneman. Yes,
3: she is here, your host of the Red Hot Real Estate Show from the Red Hot Real Estate Group and Remax Results, Miss Mimi Shoneman. Hello, Mimi. Good morning, ma'am. Very happy to see you. Very happy to see also our friend from Caliber Home Loans, the amazing Shelly Ferris, our credit contessa. Good morning. Hello, hello. You are so chipper for somebody that spends all their time crunching numbers. I love that about you.
0: Because I'm so not normal, <laughs> no,
3: but that's what we need. We need a friend that's not normal in different ways than we are, yeah, so I'm like, I love it that I'm like, okay, this is not fun to me, but you know who enjoys it? My good friend <laughs> Shelly Ferris. she does it, she so, does, yeah, can we get your n m l s number please oh, right,
0: uh caliber home loans is one five six two two, and mine is. 367-826
1: just like that yes <laughs> you know boom didn't even have to read it no okay yeah um she's also a prognosticator mm-hmm. isn't that a great word it i is. love that word yeah i didn't even i just pulled that one out i couldn't
0: spell <laughs> that me. to save my life but that's a great you're word. a <laughs>
1: good a numbers wizard i'm a word wizard. Okay. yes hey, well you done you come in with all the vocabulary are you a
3: wordle
0: person um, too? i like words yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs>
1: She's like, I don't have time to gamify my words. (laughs) I I do admire them. Yes. (laughs) Okay. Yes. We talk in real estate here today Mm -hmm. and mortgage. Mm -hmm. Um, So with everything going on in the world and in the market, we feel that there are a lot of people that have questions about, well, I don't know what to do Mm -hmm. just right now. And so what we're going to be talking about in this segment is... Really, should I be buying a home right now? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so let's just all kind of round robin this question. Um, you know, should you be buying a home right now with everything that's going on with rates? Which leads us to you, Shelly. Um, let's talk a- about some of the rates that you saw good and bad last week. Okay. Let's see.
0: <laughs> so, um If you have a good credit score, so if you have a credit score exceeding 720 Mm -hmm. and you're putting 5% down and you're doing a conventional mortgage, we saw rates come back a little bit in the the last five days. And you'll be shocked and amazed probably to know that coming back is still at like 55 Five and five-eighths. Went for a hot second there. We were at like the two and three-quarters. Oh, and my things. gosh. That mm-hmm. was uh, January 1st. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We missed those days. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm.
1: That is just... Uh, isn't, isn't that stunning? just mind-blowing? Right. Stunning. That's really... That's what you call a roller coaster. Yeah, right. Okay, so... That, and it's never gone up this fast. No. And, and in the
0: history of tracking rates, it has never gone this trajectory. Now,
3: talking back to the roundtable part of this conversation, one of the things that I think is interesting about it is that we were... Like, even if you can tell the tone, the difference in the tone and tenor of the way we're talking today versus what we were talking about in December and January. Because it was before, it seemed like a frenzy. Like, every time you guys came in every week, I could feel the frenetic energy of, like, I got this and I got to do this and I only have five seconds to get this done and this, yeah. like, things. But even though things went up quickly, it does seem to have done what they wanted, which is to slow everything down. Like, now people do seem to, right now, have to. Even like the conversation we're having on, should I be buying right now? They have to think about things. So that part seems positive. Like people are really thinking about things now.
1: Well, what happened, and you can back me up on this, Mm Shelly, is unfortunately the people who only qualified in the fours and the threes have been priced out of the market. Okay. They no longer qualify for what they wanted. Mm-hmm. Okay, right. so that, that goes back to talking about expectation setting of right. what's available in the price point. Right. Um, you know, if you're able, and not all of us are, you know, some it takes a really... If you've got something set in your mind and in your heart that that's what you're looking for in a house and you've been looking for that at a price that you can afford at a rate that you like, but you're still not finding what you want. Mm -hmm. And then to, to be told now you've got to look for something less than what you have been seeing. And then as rates continue to go higher and higher, then that means that you're going down and down and down. And can you have to lower
3: lower your expectation?
1: As we've talked about, every 1% interest increase increases or decreases your purchase power by 11%. Um, So... We've already and gone put, up
0: two to, points. Right. And to put numbers to that, since the first of the year, the average buyer has lost eighty to a hundred thousand dollars in purchasing power. Mm. So the to you know, if you qualified for four hundred thousand before, you probably qualify for three hundred. And to your point, Mimi, the houses at three hundred aren't looking as attractive as the ones that you were looking at. Right. No.
1: And it does take a minute to adjust what your what you it's different to be able to have, you know, a mixed drink versus a, you know, top line champagne. Right. Okay. Right. And then, it, so they're all alcohol, mm-hmm. right? But you really want stuff off the rail. You weren't expecting things off the rail. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it just does take a minute for everybody to kind of settle and, and experience what they're experiencing, which is a lot of grief right. and loss. Mm-hmm. But then you've got the people out there, man, that are fully committed and they are, about it yes um you know and so you've got to live someplace Mm -hmm. and so for me personally shelly and i were talking before the show i have always been the person even before i could qualify for a house always wanted one mm-hmm. always never in my life can i say i would have preferred to rent over owning a home never um, and i don't i don't know there's different personalities and and different different philosophies on that i was in that. the same boat you know the minute i
3: got to a point where i'm like oh no now i know i can qualify this is what i'm going to spend this but it- I had a little bump in pay, and I'm like, this is where the money's going, but
1: even when you didn't qualify, <laughs> didn't you just want one? Yeah, yeah, I did. you know, I always thought you know that that to me is is when you know that's 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 real adulting right there, right um so it never ever occurred to me that it would be a great thing to just rent forever and and be a nomad, as Shelley says, yes. <laughs> um, and but you know here's an another interesting perspective. I actually have friends who are doing exactly that. Yes, They're nomading Mm -hmm. um, and loving it, to be honest with you. I have friends who are intentionally looking for seasonal housing and then
3: living out of really, really nice, like not not even RVs, like these, you know, like camper vans, converted things kind of thing. I was just talking to somebody that did that. And I understand that. You know, and maybe, you know, I think it's especially happening in other parts of the country where the weather is not prohibitive to being able to be flexible in your housing.
1: But you know what? I don't know if there could be a more anything more freedom oriented than, you know, not having anything that that obligates you. Um, So there is that. Right. So I can recognize that that's a a phenomenal
3: thing. And I Mm -hmm. believe some people never had that opportunity to live in a house that was owned by their family members. And so they don't understand what the longing is. And I think that can cause two things. You either desperately want that. Because you're like, okay, I didn't grow up with this, or you're like, well, it's no big deal to rent. My, I've always been around rent.
1: Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But I'm looking at a house as, you know, lots of opportunities to make money. Yes. Right. Okay. So, you know, when I tell people, let's plan for a a plan, you know, a seven year plan. What happens if, you you know, you get sick Mm -hmm. or a family member gets sick or you somebody loses their job temporarily? If you've got a room, That's an income generating opportunity right there Mm -hmm. all day long. And, you know, when you're looking at possible recessions happening, um, you want that kind of ability. If you're renting, you don't have the option to be able to rent the room. So if 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 I'm renting from you, Miss Shannon. Right. And I say, "Mm, I'm just going to be renting out my second
3: bedroom. No, no. Who's moving in? Like, Mm -hmm. I want to know. Like, it specifically says, yo, no, no, because I need to control the property. Right. You know, And so I, I agree with you that and even if it's not generating income for you right
1: now, you still have options,
3: you know, exactly. when you're the owner for a variety of reasons.
1: Well, so we have a really good um, little graph here. We'll try mm-hmm. to describe it for everybody. Um the potential growth in household wealth over the next five years based solely on increasing home equity, if you purchased, for instance, a three hundred and sixty thousand dollar home this January of twenty twenty. Okay. Okay. So based on that So in, this January, so twenty twenty or this January? Twenty two. Twenty twenty two. Twenty twenty two. Yeah, sorry, okay. I said that wrong. Uh-huh. Um so if you bought a three hundred and sixty thousand dollar house this January it's projected that your home equity increase is going to be four hundred and fifty six thousand three hundred forty two dollars by the year 2027. Wow. That's ninety six thousand three hundred forty two dollars in five years. Mm-hmm. So let's talk to talk amongst ourselves. Yes. How how is the regular person that, you know, just lives? or even an exceptionally great person mm-hmm. gonna save ninety six thousand dollars in five years what's, right. what's the other ways that you're gonna do that right
3: even if you got another full-time job
1: right and just worked yourself
3: to the bones the likelihood of you being able to come up with that amount of wealth and so this is the
1: exact thing that we're talking about about your home if you're a homeowner it's it's a benefit it's a it's an absolute privilege to own a house and maybe we're preaching to the choir because this Mm -hmm. is a real estate show but ninety six thousand dollars in five years that's amazing and like you said where where else are you gonna get that mm -hmm. exactly and you know you're going to you're going to live someplace anyway Right. Mm -hmm. Exactly. You know, so So if you can come
3: up with a plan where it's something that you own and I understand if you haven't been in the scenario before how daunting it sounds to do it, you know, like if you have like when you are saying I am now responsible for this property and for this giant number of money, it does feel less of a it it, it can feel like a burden versus, well, I pay my rent. It's fine. It's going to be stable. It doesn't.
1: It feels like, oh. Let's, but, you know. let's talk about your the first time you got to write off your deductions. Oh, it was great. Right? Ownership, yeah. right? right. Woo. Did that's, oh, that's what that's all exactly. about. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Did you get to do that when you were paying your landlord's rent? No.
3: Oh, no. That's no, a bummer. No. Right. But no. they did. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I got my little renter's credit, but then after a while, you get to a point where that I wasn't going to qualify for that because I was making just a little too much money. Right. So it wasn't really going to help me anymore. But this is always, and again, even right now, when I look at it where, you know, since I have a rental property and I'm not renting it out right now, cause I'm in a renovation period, I'm still okay with that because I know eventually, you know, and I got mine in a price point that I could afford. So I'm like, even if I'm not renting it right now, I know that eventually I can make money off of it right now. I'm totally fine with it because I can just, I'd have a house payment anyway. So back to what you said, I already got to live someplace, right? So I'm paying a house payment, but eventually I can make money off. it. And that's freeing to know that you've got that as a backup.
1: 100%. Um, you know, I think that for, for most of our audience, they get it. They, they get why we love real estate. I mm-hmm. love real estate. Um, I love everything about it. And so when we come back, From this break, Uh, Shelly, would you like to tell a little bit of a story about rent and prices going up and that kind of thing? Perfect. Um, And then we love to take all of our listeners' callers. So we're wide open to whatever subject you've got on your mind and on your heart. Right. So give us a call. You can be part of the show. The number is
3: 651-641-1071. We'll be right back on the Red Hot Real Estate Show. Welcome back to the Red Hot Real Estate Show here on MyTalk 1071. Also available on mytalk 1071com Just use the keyword Red Hot. Here with our good friend Shelly Ferris from Caliber Home Loans. And also from the Red Hot Real Estate Group and Remax Results, our realtor friend, licensed realtor, and amazing person all around, Ms. Mm-hmm. M- Mimi Shoneman. Thank
1: you, ma'am. You are welcome. You are welcome. Okay. We're having fun here today. Yeah. Um, because we, we're all loving this beautiful, glamorous <laughs> weather that we're experiencing. Oh, I love hashtag positivity on
3: the yeah, news. I uh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> I got a thing like we, we got nothing got, to do. I got the bathing suit ready. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Woo! I'm Get like, you know what?
3: I'm like, we needed a little bit more dampness from day daylily. Yeah. So that's what I keep telling yeah. myself. They'll yes. appreciate it eventually, right? And mm-hmm.
1: the ducks are so happy. Yes, oh, they're so happy. yeah, exactly. The you gotta, and a, a the couple. rabbits
3: that live in my backyard yeah, seem okay with the moistness back there. Right? I don't know. They seem. I was like, look at all the rabbits coming out. Probably keeps the predators away. Maybe, (laughs) yeah. yeah. So I'm like, okay, bunnies. I don't have any plants you can't eat. Come on, that's all right. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, Mm -hmm.
1: sow a little seeds back there for little bunnies. All right, Um, real estate. You got a good story for us, Shelly. I do. I do it.
0: Okay, so we were talking about rent, and we were talking about how, especially like millennials, seem to. Like they took they took to the whole buying process late. Like yes. they should have been in the pool like five years ago, seven years ago. We were all looking at our watches, going, "Where are they?"
3: <laughs> and now that all the boomers won't sell their house, right. now they're coming in. Now and it's hard. they come
0: in. Yes. Yeah, yeah, it's a hard, yeah. Hard transition. So I have a millennial in my house, and she's very <laughs> much a, a minimalist. And she at first didn't like that. Uh...
1: She's in your house, or do you related to her? Yeah, well, I'm, yeah. She's not.
0: Yeah, you're right. She's not physically in my house, but okay. she is. She is related. It's my daughter. And she, um... I gave her that title minimalist long ago, and she didn't like it. She
3: was not Why? happy with this minimalist labeling are quite in, thing. No, she didn't like the label. She didn't like the labeling. Minimalists you know are what? quite in fashion now. That's on
0: her Instagram description <laughs> of herself. <laughs> She's a minimalist. Oh, really? You know? Yeah, it's quite popular. <laughs> the minimalist. I'm going to have to look her up. She is funny. She is a funny, funny. What, kid. what
1: describe? What constitutes a minimalist today to you? I just, you know,
0: I always think about two hundred times before I buy her something for Christmas because I know that it's going to be the Wow, mom, this is great! When she opens it up, and then I'm going to see it on some whatever channel or whatever where she's selling S- it over <laughs> the
3: next week. And I mean, that's
0: what minimalists do. If I can't I... use it right now, why would I save it in my closet for later? Exactly. It's here.
3: They're very much very like. Here are the variety of things that I need, and I only need some money of them. Like one of my favorite things, and I am not. I I have minimalist adjacent tendencies. I am not minimalist at all, but they're one of my favorite documentaries. There's one called the uh, about these two gentlemen that call themselves the m- minimalists and it's on Netflix and it is very soothing if you are trying to talk yourself out of keeping an abundance of things. Right like, like if you like they are very much about that. If I have it, it's for a reason. Here's the things that right. I have. And they don't collect things. Or if there's something that I'm not gonna wear on a regular basis, right. I don't keep it. So they have a lot of space. It doesn't bring you joy. If it does yes. yes, That's
0: very much the contrary. Immediate not you know, whatever, two months from now, Joy,
1: or two years from now, Joy. So describe her closet to me. It's very tiny. Is it? Like yeah. So, in there. yeah. So the the nineteen forties yeah. houses will suit just fine. Oh, absolutely. With those closets, no problems. <laughs> oh, funny, right? She'll be thrilled with that. Yeah, yeah like
3: the yeah. the walk in closets of today oh are gosh. quite unnecessary right. for somebody if you're good at being a minimalist. And right. shoes?
1: Come on, oh, shoes don't, don't need that. No, not many. Come on. I know.
3: I don't relate.
1: <laughs> But I don't understand. Yeah, I don't I'm going to send you
3: this documentary. because no. it'll, it, it'll help you purge. I you don't know. want to purge. <laughs> <I> no, <know> you <laughs> don't want to, but it'll make you go, I can purge a yeah. bit. I, I can, already like,
1: did that last year. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. <laughs> like I'm I've
3: done. done that once my, in my life. My once a decade so funny. purging is done. Is <laughs> right? You think? It's
1: so funny. I, I gave away, you would not even believe. It was like a, a I, truckload. It was truckload, nothing.
3: See, I have two bags Garden. in my car because Woo! I do love that lifestyle, and I think that that's good for somebody now, if you're like, okay, how do I make this smaller space seem larger? Right. The best way is to get rid of some of your extra stuff. Sometimes. Yep. Mm-hmm. Can you raise chickens in your house? Do you know, in my house? No, anybody. Um, you can if you mm-hmm. have enough space. My young, uh, I know a weird thing about chicken raising. I know from the outside when I, because you know, we grew up on a chicken ranch. Um, but then my baby sister, the millennial, they did have a collection of like boutique chickens.
1: You could do like a few. That you could What's do. The, problem, the problem with having them in the house? Is it because they're loud or because of the smell? Do you know? It depends I, on how you
3: take care of them. Mm, some of each, you know, kind it. of thing. But I think there's some people have managed to figure out a good living environment for them. Just like if you're a good cat owner or a good dog owner, then your house doesn't okay. smell like cat or dog True and that. chickens or any pet, any oh, okay. pet. Like there's some, like they you don't treat seem, it like that. You have to treat it like you still have to, if you have to maintenance it, the, their whole living environment, <laughs> so, that's a lot. They are like uh, just birds in general. General yeah, are a lot of work.
1: They're you, messy. Your mm-hmm. daughter would never have chickens. Would, she would she? never no. have chickens? No, because you at. can buy them at Cub. So why would you do that? You <laughs> exactly. <know? laughs> you can get organic said, chickens yeah, at Cub, yeah. like all the ones I'm that are raised. The ones list. that make noise. Yeah. <laughs> you
0: know? Oh yeah. 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 No, no, no. no. Mm-hmm. That would not be part of her yeah. world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. And then my other daughter, exactly the opposite. Like she's a thrifter. She like gathers stuff. She's got all kinds of stuff. So they she's very shabby. She exactly. Yes. Exactly. She 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 couldn't live like Angela lives. No. So, yes. Okay. Anyway.
1: All right, so anyway, daughters anyway, have anyway. names. Yes, All they right. do. <laughs> All right, back to real estate. <laughs> yes. You've got a story about rent. Yes.
0: So, um Kayla, Kayla, I've been working with Kayla for about a year and a half mm-hmm. and her name's not really Kayla. Mm-hmm. we changed the name to protect the innocent, of mm-hmm. course. So if you're a Kayla and I'm working out there with you, it's not you. Okay. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so, Kayla came to me about a year and a half ago, all pre-approved, life is good, rights are in the twos, what's wrong with that? Of course she couldn't get a house because mm. she was on that lower buying end and, yes. you know, multiple, 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 months. she wasn't comfortable going up and over. And it just kept going on and on and on and on and on. And then finally, like the first of this year, she's like, I'm serious, I got to do something, my rent is going up, so I got to mm-hmm. do something. And at first she was going to be okay with rent, but then she got that notice and she's like, I'm, I got to do something. Okay, great. So here you are, here you're approved. And then she got another rent increase notice about right. three months later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So two, it wasn't even for a whole year.
1: Two increases in six months, three, three months?
0: months. In three months. Do you
1: know how much it went up each I time? I don't. I didn't okay. ask
0: her, but a lot. I think it was enough that made her go, oh, I can't do this. This yeah. is not comfortable to me anymore and i'm going to need a roommate and i'm going to need to you know cut this out of my life and just looking at the whole piece of it right so we talked about that where do you live why aren't you buying why aren't you being successful we just kind of talked about the whole piece of it like you know i don't want to go over the list price well you're not going to get a house then i mean that's just kind of the that's the reality of
3: right
1: Right. Well, well you I mean, and I were talking before before the show about the average of over ask price is 100 103%. Right. right. Fish. Mm-hmm. Right.
0: So it's not as much over as i would have thought that it was that number was surprisingly small to me right because as a three hundred thousand dollar purchase price then that means that they're on average going for 309 Mm -hmm. i was thinking that it was going to be like 340 390 whatever but we
1: are all in agreement that that is very specific Mm -hmm. and that's an average over a very large area um so when we when i'm uh, consulting with folks. Let's just talk about 400,000. Right. Um, you know, you need to, if you can only qualify up to 400, you really need to be backing down to about 350. Okay. Uh, there's lots of things in there that mm-hmm. y- you need to consider. So, Shelly, you finish your story. Right,
0: right. So, so,
1: so she decided to,
0: um, you know, take some advice or whatever. And um, um, she went up and over and she did the appraisal um Guarantee and we'll talk about that later in the show too because I think that's important and she also did the uh, inspection waiver Okay, and that's something else we can talk about as a as a strategy or as a tactic. And she won the bid, so she's she's under contract now. She's closing in the beginning of June. We just got her contract last week, and so she's able to be a homeowner.
3: Welcome back to the Red Hot Real Estate Show here on My Talk One Hundred Seven Also available as a podcast for you and your friends. If you want to listen to it on your own at your leisure, you can find us at MyTalk One Hundred Seven dot com
1: keyword Red Hot. Okay, Shelley. So you mentioned a couple of terms that I think we should define for folks in the last segment Mm -hmm. that are very relevant. And if you have not dipped your toe into the market, you might not be familiar with what we're talking about. Um, So in order to be able to get financing for a house, the first thing you need to know is that the house does need to appraise at least what you're asking or or, or offering for the house. And that's for the lender to mm-hmm. make sure that they're not giving you more money than what the market thinks that the house is worth. So that's the whole point of it. Right. And that's paid outside of closing. Mm-hmm. Um, that's an upfront fee. And right now, Shelley, what are you seeing as, as an average for um, appraisal fees?
0: So the the differences in what they're appraising to what they know No, the cost offered? of them. Oh, the cost of an appraisal? $500. $500. Yeah, $500. Cu- give or take, like. Whatever, 50 bucks. Okay.
1: Yeah. And so the other thing to, that you need to know is that your lender or your realtor can't really recommend an appraiser anymore. Okay. Um, those days are over. And mm-hmm. so it's kind of round robin. Mm-hmm. The order is placed to a third neutral party. Um, the name of that uh, is Account uh, Appraisal Management Company. Mm-hmm. And so they select somebody on random. Okay. Okay. They get Great. sent out. You can't say I just want a specialist who appraises in this area, right? You know Maplewood. Okay, right? you can't do that, unfortunately. Um, but that's the way Dodd Frank works or, or worked mm-hmm. to change everything. So nowadays, um, because prices are, are have been accelerating so rapidly, and especially if you are in, looking in a neighborhood where the houses are all very different. You don't have a lot of of similar houses where maybe your your appraiser might have to go outside of the typical one-mile radius to find an animal that looks like your house. Mm -hmm. Um, So we're having some issues with appraisal values. And if you're going to offer up and over what the list price is, and let me just say and suggest that when somebody lists a a list price... Mm -hmm you really should look at that as the baseline that that Mm -hmm. most of the time right now, we're not seeing that the house sells for the list price where we really have been seeing much higher and substantially higher in some markets. So in offers, some buyers have elected to do something to make it, the seller feel better about that potential difference in the appraised value. Right. So let's just say, Mm Shelly, that you've got a buyer and that buyer uh, is approved up to four fifty. Okay, okay, okay. And they've they've made they found a house for four hundred, but there's really no comps. There's no other comps that I can find that make that price that they're willing to pay. They're willing to go up to four fifty. But I can't substantiate it, right? I can really only substantiate right around the list price of four hundred. Mm-hmm. So we're looking at fifty thousand dollars difference there, so which is a
3: lot. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. a lot.
1: Mm-hmm. So you know, it's a little bit like gambling, right? Um, you, every appraiser is different. They're going to look at the same numbers that we're looking at, but there are some adjustments that they can make based on quality. Uh, maybe if they can't find a comp in the the perfect area, they'll stretch it out a little farther and find a house that looks just like it. And maybe if you're fortunate, it will appraise it, what you're asking. But in the event that it doesn't, that's called an appraisal guarantee. And right. what that means is that you will bring so much cash in case the house does not appraise. And so, Shelly, in your world, you see a lot of purchase agreements, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And so... What percentage would you say you're currently seeing of people adding an appraisal guarantee?
0: I would say 90% of them that are getting accepted have an appraisal guarantee element to them. Maybe not all the way up to the offer price that they've given, but something. 5000 10000 15000 and I think that changes the seller's mind about your offer because if you offer 4 million for this house that's on the market for 400,000 they know it's not worth 4 right. million mm-hmm. but they want to get as much as they can get so they'll take your offer with the appraisal guarantee that they know it's not going to come in at that but you're willing to pay me this much over what I'm offering right, right? right. Yeah. exactly
1: so the, the interesting thing that I am seeing is that you know for instance when you make a cash offer on a house as a listing agent you ask for proof of funds to make sure that that particular buyer really does have the cash to to make that purchase um, because it's different you you're trusting that they okay you mr or mrs buyer you say you've got the cash. Show me that you have the cash. It's much different than when I get a pre-approval letter from Shelly Ferris, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and she has to also scrutinized their their finances. Nobody scrutinizes a cash finance. Okay, mm-hmm. so you really have to have something in writing that shows that they've got those funds on bank letterhead, really, preferably. Right. But the interesting thing that I'm seeing, Shelly, and you can tell me this too, is that when you when a consumer says I'll give you up to $25,000 in an appraisal guarantee. Where is the proof of funds? Right. Yeah. No, okay. one,
0: no one shows that. No yeah. one asks for it. Yeah. Right?
1: Yeah. And so that is no different in my mind right. than, than the cash. cash. You're right. So just, a, just something to think about. Right. Um, so I would imagine that we'll see a little bit of that coming down the road. Um, so be prepared for it. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing that you mentioned is the inspection waiver. Mm-hmm. Okay. In the purchase agreements that you see that get successfully accepted in the last quarter, how many would you say have that?
0: Probably 75% of
3: them. So it's something so that used to be four. standard, but now people are going, okay, I'm not, I'm going to let that go just to make myself look like a better yes. option. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. So why
1: is that? Okay. So as a seller, It's almost irresistible, you know what I'm saying? To to say, okay, I'm going to get an offer that I really love, and they're not going to inspect it because everybody's worried about the inspection. Yes, because you know it's the unknown. Mm-hmm. You live in your house all the time, and
3: there's you, stuff that doesn't bother you, and maybe you heard some pinging going on, but you're like, we just lived with the pinging.
1: But mm-hmm. did you really? Do you really know right mm-hmm. what the condition of your house is? Your attic. When's the last time you've been? You popped your attic Let, and looked no. up there. Let me know? give you an example. Yeah, a real life example that happened to me. I don't know why, but two years ago, I got a wild hair that said, hmm, some of my clients have been getting their chimneys inspected, and I think I should do that, too. Oh. I haven't done that since we bought the house. You know, it's been 15 or so years. Let's just do that. Yeah. Oh, this was such a bad decision. Oh, no. <laughs> what was in it? Oh, in it, nothing. Okay, so... Anytime you do an inspection, there's a chance you're going to find something significant. Mm. And for us. And now you know. Yeah, yeah. now you know. And now you've got to make a choice of how you're going to handle that. Chimney liners. Crack. Oh, <laughs> did, did you know that? <laughs> no, yes, I've never had a house with do. a chimney. Yeah. Yes, they Crazy. do. They crack. I did not know that.
3: Uh, Does that mean you have to replace the entire chimney? Like- that means that
1: that... that cat (laughs) he he condemned my fireplace oh my god yes right right before right before winter and we burn a fire all the time okay so that's a conundrum and if you've ever had to get a chimney sweep or a chimney professional on the fly right before winter is not good timing i can imagine so wow this is a prime example interesting if i had had my house on the market and i would have had that done this, the buyer would have had every possible reason to say, "Fix the chimney, or we're out of here." Right, mm-hmm. and that's why when you, when you buy a house without an inspection, that's why they're so happy. Right. Yes, but you have to realize that when you go to buy, you know, burn your fireplace, you you have some risk there. Yes, wow. right, and you have to be an eyes open buyer consumer. Mm-hmm. You have to know when you're putting that kind of language in. It's like being at the poker table, man. You are going all in mm-hmm. with blindfold, and mm-hmm. I always appreciate you advising your clients about. Because again,
3: you don't say you have to or you shouldn't. You go, here are the options. If you do it this way, here are the potential ramifications. Are you cool with right, it? Right. And so, and that's exactly the conversation that you and I had. Well, probably this are you all right with that? And I was like, yes, I'm at peace with it. And she asked me three times on one thing. And I said, I am very much aware that that may be the case with this thing. And I'm good with it. Mm -hmm. So
1: I don't know. You're when you work with a client, You've had plenty of times when they've pushed back and said, I don't agree with you. I don't want to do it that way. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. Yep. Absolutely. Me too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, but we're not their mama. No, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And we didn't
3: powder their tush. We don't like it. But let me tell you, as, as as, as Shelly and I, as moms in the room, kids don't necessarily listen to us either. I don't listen to my mom. So Mm -hmm. that doesn't, so it's not personal. It's It's just, I'm going to do what I want sometimes. No, but Mm -hmm.
1: but you have to understand that, Mm -hmm. that. We give opinions yes. because you've hired us to do so. Right. And when you elect to do different decisions, then that's that's on you. Right. Right. right? Absolutely. Like hundred
3: percent. My specific example is that Mimi told me like four times, you know, these windows are trash. And I said, yeah, you, and you did say it like that because she's much less plain spoken she's as a coo- professional. Uh, exactly. I'm, I might have told you that. Yeah, yeah, maybe because you're my friend. I and said toast. Toast. Yeah, you did say toast. <laughs> toast. And I said, I understand. I understand. I'm like, I'm I'm cool with it. I know that I'm gonna have to buy new windows. I'll just do it. And you're like, again, windows. Cool. And so now I'm replacing the windows. But it wasn't a surprise. I'm like, when I buy this house, the first thing I'm going to invest in is new windows. Because I've had numerous people tell me that these, as she just said, windows are toast. I know I'm gonna have to do it. And I, I put the plan in place to come up with the money mm-hmm. to pay for the new things. So you can do all these things. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the other reason why maybe, okay, you wanna go ahead and get in the house, but then you gotta, you know, be yeah. honest with yourself and get the house inspected after you buy it sometimes, just so you know right. what you got. Right. Mm-hmm.
1: Or so that you can cry. <laughs> oh no, yeah. you we're didn't. gonna be hashtag no. positivity. Okay, so, you know. <laughs> hopefully it's not a money pit,
3: right is right. all we're hoping. Let's, let's just
1: talk about, like, yeah. like new builds. Right. Okay, if you buy a house that's newer, And you've waived the inspection. You still have that builder new construction warranty that you can rely on Mm -hmm. for that up to 10 years. Right.
0: 210 warranty. Almost all of them are closed. Yeah. yeah. I mean,
1: so that's a way that you can possibly um, get around it. There's also inspections called walk and talks. And so when you're doing your showing, you can preemptively hire an inspector to go with you and point out things as you're walking through. Now, keep in mind, these walk-in talks are only an hour. They do not provide you with a written report. You're paying for it even though you don't have a purchase agreement in hand. And so that could be money that you're just getting, you know, it's just out the window, but they can really, you know, help you to be able to to point out some things that maybe would cause you to not buy the house. Right. Right. Um, or maybe would cause you to
0: buy the house cause it's not going to be too expensive of a repair and it might have everybody else run away from it or exactly. whatever. So yeah, having that inspector come with you is yeah. I think so
3: important. I agree. I so, mean, even like some of the extra tests that I did, I'm like, yeah, it's just need, you know, and I bought a house I was living in and I was still like, let me just see. You know, right. kind of they just wanted to know. Exactly. Maybe there was something there was. Maybe there was a boogeyman in that chest down there that I just never had bothered to open. Right. Let them open it. They are professionals at opening it and then, you know, dealing with boogeyman.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and I had a client that did did a walk and talk that I helped them with and it kept them from making they were full in going to go over ass price on this house. And it caused them to get out of the house because there mm-hmm. were just too many DIY looking things mm. Picture, yeah. pictures are amazing photographers yes. are geniuses right and you just don't know until you're in the space and and certainly the until they invent smell-o-vision you're not going to detect oh, yeah. any mm-hmm. kind of thing like that right now i have a nose a really good nose yeah. and i can smell moisture like nobody's business okay and you know that's the kind of thing that if you you know That maybe you want to know that maybe you don't have a great nose. Right. I can smell it.
0: Um, You've lived there for a long time, Mr. and Mrs. Seller. You've gotten used to the smell of the musty basement. But why is it a musty basement? Exactly.
1: Or or that particular pungent smell of moisture in drywall has a really distinct odor. Um, So. We'll keep talking a little bit about should I be buying a home and Mm -hmm. things to consider when we come back from the break. You can also be part of the show.
3: Call us at 651-641-1071. We'll be right back on the Red Hot Real Estate Show. Welcome back to the Red Hot Real Estate Show here on MyTalk 1071, also available on mytalk com. I'm Ms. Shannon, here with Mimi Shoneman from the Red Hot Real Estate Group, and of course our friend from Caliber Home Loans, Ms. Shelley Ferris. Remind you, you, still got time to get in on the phone if you're uh, sitting there going, it's kind of gloomy. I've been thinking about this question. You might as well ask Wait. it today. Well, the number yeah. is 651-641-1071. Sorry about that. Oh, no, you're fine.
1: Um, so we were talking before the show, mm-hmm. that and I did say that you were a prognosticator. Yeah. I just want to say it again. Um, You believe, Shelly Ferris, Mm -hmm. that interest rates are going to do what in the fall? They're going to come down. Okay, that's your prediction.
0: That's my prediction based off of the things that I'm reading, the charts that I'm looking at, the fact that we are... Um, close to being officially in recession. So um, real quickly, uh, interest rates hate inflation. We all know we're in inflation because gas prices are high and grocery prices are high, and so that's inflation. And yes. we hate it. We mm-hmm. all hate it. Interest rates hate it even more than you and I do. So they go up. And when we hit recession, then interest rates love recession. That's why they've been so low the last couple of years as we've been kind of in a pandemic-inspired recession. And the definition is two quarters okay. of negative or or flat growth. And our numbers for first quarter were just revised down to negative 1.4. We're one month into the second quarter. I feel it. I think everybody else does. We are slowing down. The economy is slowing down. That's what recession does. And so interest rates are going to love that. So I believe that by fall, winter... That's where we're going to be, lower. Okay.
1: And so that'll be great for yes. everybody who has hated these higher interest rates. Yes. Right. And so we are going to go into the the future mm-hmm. with fingers crossed. Right. Yes, hoping exactly. Hoping as that optimistic you are right. as possible right. as we can.
3: Right. I mean, I just bought a deep freezer yesterday to kind of like be able to stock up on right. some things as they go on sale. Exactly. So I understand. You can only We can only prognosticate and only crystal ball so as much, much as we can. Right. But yes. try and plan for the, as much
1: of it as possible so it doesn't hurt as bad as right. we go there. Exactly. Mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's talk a, a little bit about uh whether buying a, a new construction home is a possible answer to the solution of low right. inventory. Yes. And you have a, a particularly uh, interesting story. Frustrating about. story. Mm-hmm. Yes.
0: Because that was the answer. Like the last probably six months here, that was the answer. You can't win the bidding war. So you go and meet with a builder and you say, I want that lot and I want that house and please build it and here's the price. And now you all sign and it's great. There's no stress. There's no, I wonder if we got it. Of course you got it. You just sat down with the guy and you signed the purchase agreement. So all is well, right? wrong unfortunately today builders are starting to want to get in on the game right bidding more game and so um i've noticed two builders in the southern uh, metro area that are now listing their to be built so that buyer potential buyers can bid on that home instead of you know sitting down and picking out a lot and building a house with a builder they're listing them this way so they can get in on the game and get up and over what the cost would be to build
1: well, the other thing that we are seeing is, of course, and we've talked about it before, but there is language in their builder purchase agreements that cover increased cost of goods. Right. Um, and the that would be one thing if it, if it had a cap or, you know, a certain dollar amount. But when it's open ended and you don't know exactly, I, I, like I can't forecast what what Wood will be right. in you know six months, which it takes at least six months to build a house. Right. Um, I don't know what nails cost. That is not my. That's not my lane.
0: Are, are we going to have a sheetrock shortage in a right. couple months?
1: I mean, who knows? Well, like, we, we know what cargo
3: ship is stuck somewhere <laughs> exactly, in a place. Well, yeah. we know windows. Yeah. You know, right. so, yeah, right. exactly. All my stuff is on on exactly. hold. So right. we always encourage people to be part of the show. The number 651-641-1071. Kim, thanks for being part of the show. You have a question? Is your house currently on the market? Or are getting ready to put it on the market? We're
2: getting ready to put it on. Soon. Gotcha. Okay. And, and it's a little uh, frustrating watching interest rates going up and everything. <laughs> um, but it's a perfect time for us. We started looking a couple years ago. And with the uh, job loss and um, unable to replace it during you know COVID, and this is the perfect time. So I'm wondering, is it even worth it? It's kind of frustrating to hear all that. If what's worth it? Well, like getting, would we get more for our house? So we're going to be paying more for house and then the interest rates keep going up. You know, we're pre-approved for like a certain amount. And would, I mean, I can contact obviously the company, but is that something that, money is not going to go as far I don't know
1: okay yeah you know it's it's a good question to have because people people are very uncomfortable with the unknown right um, may I start by asking you why you wish to move from the house that you have
2: uh, we've been here t- over 25 years wow. um, we have one of uh, my husband will be having a surgery that we don't want stopped and um, you know things like that. It's Don't time. have to take care of like yard. or time? kind of looking at townhouses.
1: Yeah, um, you know when I think that when I think about mobility issues and aging in place, mm-hmm. which is what it sounds like you're trying to accomplish, mm-hmm. um, I think that if that your current house no longer fulfills your basic needs or exactly. or mm-hmm. you know expected needs in the near future, then yes. yes, it would be a good time to go ahead and try and pursue um a different type of home and you know? as a, mm-hmm. a
3: former townhouse owner i did enjoy the certain um aspects of not having mm-hmm. to keep track of it like now i'm in a point in my life where i like doing all the diddly putsy things you yeah. have to do around a house you know yep. but you know when i got that townhouse i was like it's certainly nice that that's not my responsibility so i get the appeal as well
2: yeah. when well, yeah. we've raised you know we've raised our kids mm-hmm. i mean so, so still living at home but you so, know we've We're at the point where we will be on our own soon, I would think.
1: Kim, you know, that brings Mm -hmm. up an interesting point that I don't know that we're going to have time to cover on the show today, but we had planned to talk about a a really interesting cash or converting your mortgage to a cash program. Mm -hmm. So maybe Mm -hmm. that might be something that you'd like to speak to Shelly about if you leave your info with the producer. Yeah. Um, Because, Mm -hmm. for instance, the reason that I bring it up is perhaps you could buy... You know, and close on it with a, a program like that, and then get your house ready to sell so that it, it kind of coincides with one another. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not familiar
2: with that. I don't know what that would be. Yeah, mm-hmm. it might work. It might be a
1: solution for it you. Yeah, because so, that would
2: well. take <laughs>
3: off the stress out of, okay, where are we going to be next? Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, that sounds, yeah. I mean, if you can do that, that is a great option. Right. And, yeah. and,
0: mm-hmm. and don't worry, I, this is what I'm telling clients including you know my own children who are considering buying houses is buy your house get your house don't worry Mm -hmm. about the interest rate the rates are going to come back down they probably won't come back down to two and three quarters kim like Mm -hmm. they were but they're going to come down to a more palatable rate and a more palatable uh Mm -hmm. payment for you and you'll just refinance at that Mm -hmm. time so get your house because you're ready and your life makes it ready for you Mm -hmm. and then you'll get the the interest rate that you're looking for when they come back,
1: you're in a better position because you already have a fixed asset right mm-hmm. versus someone who is just buying you know so you're kind of counterbalancing a little bit mm-hmm. so yeah i I think you, if the house no longer serves what your needs are, then yes it's mm-hmm. a good time to move good, okay, well, it
2: makes things a little better
1: thanks Kim. <laughs> we'll stay in contact with okay. you. appreciate you sharing Thank you thanks bye yeah that was a great question very Mm -hmm. good yeah very timely um and so you had a story that you wanted to to finish talking about with the builder let's let's do that real quick Mm -hmm. let everybody know that if we don't have time to take your questions or if you've got questions and you don't want to talk on the air you can always reach out Mimi at mnredhotrealestate.com 651-578-2218 And you can also reach Shelly Ferris with Caliber Home Loans Mm -hmm. at what phone number? At
0: 612-839-6918.
1: Okay, let's close it up with your story, Shelly. Okay, so Carrie and John. Carrie and John decided to build a
0: house. Um, they actually got their uh, purchase agreement before this new factor came into play where the bidding and the builders wanted to be part of all that, so they got their contract. But of course, as we're going through the transaction now, interest rates are still rising. The builder's not going to have the house done. Mm-hmm. It was supposed to be done in June. Now it's going to be September because of lags in inventory and things of that nature. So we are actually pursuing and looking at Um, I can't even hardly say it out loud, an arm. So um, instead of 30-year fixed at five and a half because they don't qualify for what they're looking for at that, the seven-year arm where it's fixed for seven years um, is what they're looking at. And that's a full percent lower. And uh, uh, so they qualify fine for it because the interest rate is a full percent lower and it's fixed for that whole seven years and they can refinance anytime they want to during that seven years. If interest rates get better than what they have, they can certainly take advantage of that and and go forward so they're checking in with me on their budget they're checking in with me on their timeline and we just got to make sure that we sit on that program for them and lock them in when that is gonna be ready
1: and so just to let everybody know um, if you are looking at new construction We represent buyers Mm -hmm. that are looking at new construction. So So be sure and reach out to us for that service. Right. It's always great to have somebody you can trust in your
3: pocket and have their number on their on your speed dial. So thank you very much, Mimi. Thank you very much, Shelly. We'll see you guys next week. Reminding, you can always get this episode and previous episodes by going to our website, mytalk1071.com, keyword Red Hot.